Hi, this is Vad Lee, and you're tuned into the Athlete Student Podcast. Welcome to the Athlete Student Podcast, where former student athletes take us on their college journey, discussing the high and lows of balance in athletics, academics, and other demands. No two stories are the same. I'm your host, Eugene Holloman, author of the Athlete Student Book Series. Let's get right into it. So, so the best player I ever had a chance to, to play with was Rodney Landers. Like, he was built like a truck, man. He had a, <laughs> and he had a gun, but he was one of the smartest players I've had yeah. a chance to play with. And um, when, when he got hurt in, against uh, Montana in our semifinal game, um, that was pretty much it for, for JMU football for the next <laughs> couple of years because it was centered around the quarterback. And when our coaching staff, Mickey Matthews, got fired, it was because he couldn't find another Rodney Landers. Mm. And I, I never thought like um, we'll find anyone comparable to him. And I remember um, getting a, a phone call like a couple years later. I, I followed Jamie football here and there. <laughs> and my homeboy hit me up. He was like, man, check out this quarterback. I bet you he reminds you of somebody. And I, and I, I, I watched the game online. I think um, you guys were playing Villanova mm-hmm. and, at Villanova. Mm-hmm. And man, I swear I thought that was Rodney Landers playing. Like he he he, he got a couple years of eligibility, man. Yeah. And um, and from then I was like, yeah, Jim, you found somebody. Yeah. And and granted, they always tried to find the next Rodney Landers, but you had your own style, and I think people probably compared you to him. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, yeah. But that's when I became a fan of, of that Lee. So I'm, I'm happy to have you on, man. Um, what I want to do is, is take it back to high school. Okay. I did a little digging, and I saw that um, your sophomore year, you actually played wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. Had close to 1,200 yards receiving. Yes, sir. And over nine touchdowns. So what made you say, all right, I, I don't I – don't, and, and those numbers, man, that's like that's, – that's top-notch numbers right yes, there. Sir. If you played in the league, you had 1,200 yards. That's considered <laughs> a, a Pro Bowl caliber year. Yeah. And so what made you say, all right, man, no, nah, I don't, I don't want to do this no more. I want to I wanna play quarterback. Yeah. Uh, no, man, you, you really did your homework. That's awesome. Um, for me, I came in as a quarterback, and um, – we just so happened to have a senior that was ahead of me, mm-hmm. um, and he was really good. Yeah. Uh, his name was Corey Gaddis. He's, he's a big brother to me, and um, he ended up going to Duke University okay. on scholarship. Um, and it's funny because he ended up going to Duke and playing. He played receiver, while now I played the mm-hmm. quarterback. But he was actually my quarterback throwing me the ball gotcha. um, when we was in high school. And um, one day my coach pulled me to a side and was like, hey, I want you to get some real game footage. You know, I want, I, not footage, I want to get you in some game mode. Yeah. And, um, I want you to be able to um, experience the speed and experience what high school ball is like. And he said, I'm going to throw you out there at receiver and let's see what you do. Um, so if you came to practice, you would see me strictly quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, when you come to the game and turn on the lights on on Fridays, I wanted to be out on the field because right. I knew that I can help my team right. win. And I was not – I don't think anybody was expecting me to um, have over 1,100 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Uh, but my favorite route was a nine ball, and I just kind of used my speed yeah. and used my height advantage um, to have success at receiver. So let's go back to um, your senior year at Hillside High. You played for Antonio King, who's now the, the running back coach at North Carolina Central. Mm-hmm. Um, and you guys went 16-0 and and led, you led um, Hillside to his first state championship in 66 years. Mm-hmm. And take me through that whole season, yeah. man. What, what was that like? Yeah, well, um, our motto that year was all in 2010, 16-0 state champs. Um, that was our motto from the very beginning. We, um, we knew that we had the talent, uh, but the thing that was – I went to all black, historically black high school. Yeah. And the knock about us was, yeah, they always have the talent, but they, they won't be disciplined enough when it comes to the playoffs. Yeah. And as a leader of the team, um, I wanted to make sure that that was not the case for us. Mm-hmm. And uh, my best friend and I, uh, Meyer Craw, he ended up going to the Naval Academy on full scholarship. He was a um, captain on the defense. I was a mm-hmm. captain on offense. Man, I can't tell you how many times we've spent just, um, just you know, um, writing on paper our visions, our goals, right. um, talking about leadership. We actually held our own leadership meetings with the captains of the team, mm-hmm. with just me and him leading it. And um, I didn't 
I don't think I really knew what I was doing then, um, but now that I'm more mature and older and I've been in the business world, right. I really see the value of um, you know having that camaraderie where we were able to come closer together and um, really just talk out your visions, talk mm -hmm. out your plans. Don't just hold it in to yourself and don't be selfish. You know, you're able to um, share it with your teammates about what exactly you want to do. So we knew that we wanted to take it one game at a time. For our, my high school um, guys, I would tell you one of our goals was to win uh, summer seven on seven mm -hmm. because we wanted to know what winning felt like. Right. So we wanted to win it all. So we ended up going to East Carolina and we won their entire seven on seven passionately that was our last seven on seven for mm -hmm. that summer and um we felt like if we could win one of those we would know what winning a championship would look what what it would look like right. and um that gave us great momentum going forward to the season after after the season man um your high school career consisted of five thousand passing yards almost two thousand rushing yards 85 touchdowns you were the pack six conference player of the year the ap north carolina state player of the year First team All-State, MVP of the offense, defense, All-American Bowl. So when you look back at the hearing, all your accolades, man, what, what do you think about it? Oh, man. Uh, first, I think blessed. Um, I think I was blessed to be put in position to, uh, at, at the time, to be put in a position to, first of all, lead my high school to a state championship. Um, and then, you know, I just think it was a, definitely a grind. Mm. Um, this is something that I always wanted for myself, right. something that I always pictured myself being able to potentially go on and play college ball, then mm -hmm. professional ball. Uh, but I knew that, like everybody, it gotta go through high school first and you gotta be able to perform. So right. um, for me, man, it was it was simply because I love the game. Um, I remember um, after the games, my dad, you know, sometimes it would be hard for me to even come home, right. uh, even if we won. Mm -hmm. I mean, even my senior year, we won every game, but sometimes I still didn't want to come home right. if I didn't play to the level of expectations. If you go to my house right now, you'll see my dad penciled in you know, he does his homework before the games and he has it penciled in on the wall. Um, my stats, what they should be, what I ended up with, right. and he'll grade me A, B, C, or D, you know, or F. And, uh, you know, I can go 12 for 20 and that'll be an F, you know. Right. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, so I just came from a, uh, a family that was very supportive and um, pushed me uh, because they knew exactly what I wanted to achieve and they pushed me towards that. After after your senior year, you all, and and every athlete kind of feels this. You get that that what what's next moment, yeah. right? And so, as an African American dual threat, they label you the dual threat uh, quarterback. Right, right. What, what's the what's the stigma that you face in the in the recruiting process? I'm sure yeah. coaches want to convert you to a defensive yeah. back, wide receiver, yeah. and whatever the case may be. What's the stigma? behind being an African-American dual threat quarterback. Yeah, well, it's funny because you um, talked about me playing receiver. And um, because I had such success at receiver my sophomore year, I'm a baby, right? I'm yeah. a sophomore. And um, colleges saw that, and they was like, man, about the, uh, you know, when this guy becomes a senior, he's going to uh, be a top right. receiver. He's going to be the best receiver in the nation. Um, but they just didn't know that I was really the quarterback. Right. You know, I was a backup quarterback waiting my turn. And, um, you know, that junior year I, I did okay, um, did well enough. Um, but then senior year I really took it over the top. And um, for me, you know, that was one of – that's always been one of my frustrations, being an African-American quarterback yeah. um, where you get labeled not smart enough, right. um, can't – can't handle pressure right. or uh, can't handle the blitz or, uh, you know, uh, can't handle a college full-size playbook right. or NFL playbook. And thank God um, the the those stigmas are slowly starting yeah, to leave so. now. I think, I say slowly, mm. uh, because there's still some out there. Right. Um, but, you know, I feel like I, I rank, you know, to the best of the best. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, certainly my play was able to show that. So Absolutely. for me, I wasn't only just playing for myself, but I was also playing with a chip on my shoulder right. to um, let people know that I'm not just that um, athlete playing quarterback, but I'm actually right. that quarterback and I happen to be athletic as well. Is it like a community with um, African-American quarterbacks where you feel like you're carrying the torch yeah. for the ones that come by? 
behind you? Yeah, I would say I would say for my high school for sure because I know what we're going to produce every year. Right. Uh, now in terms of, you know, as we get bigger, you know, college to professional, you know, I would say quarterback in general is like a fraternity. Um, if you play quarterback, you just got so much respect for one another. Right. Um, now certainly, uh, you know, being an African-American quarterback, you have to carry more weight than maybe others do. Right. Um, you know, if you throw an interception, then, oh, he can't throw, you right. know. Um, you know, you throw a bad pass, you know, I told you so right. type deal. And um, so we, we always got to make sure that we're on point. But, you know, what I'm starting to realize that life is just is similar to the game of football. Yeah. I mean, you go through ups and downs, momentum swings, right. and all that good stuff. Right. And, uh, you just got to make sure that you're on point always. And I mean, even as an African American um, brother, you know, you yeah. got to make sure that you're on point when yeah. you uh, when you're out in the streets or you get pulled over or, right. or whatever. Yeah. So um, I've certainly learned a lot of lessons through the game of football. Absolutely, man. Um, so going back to the recruiting process, man, you had offers from Maryland, Duke, NC State, UNC, Wake Forest. Why did you choose the option yeah. offense? Like even I'm not familiar it's a famous question. With, yeah, with Georgia <laughs> Tech, but you know Paul Johnson yeah. and, and the option offense. What, what made you select? Georgia, um, excuse me, Georgia Tech. Yeah, um, no, that's a that's a fair question. A lot of I actually get asked that yeah. a lot. Uh, I share a funny story. So we was um, my first week at Georgia Tech. GT, we used to play um, Georgia State mm -hmm. and I think Clark. We used to play them in seven oh seven over the summer, and okay. it was player ran, no coaches or anything. And I think it was my first week on campus, and we played Georgia State. We were actually losing. Mm. And, uh, of course, this is 7-on-7. You, you can't run the ball. So, right. you know, this, this isn't Georgia Tech Forte. And, um, and we were losing. They decided to put me in the game, and I didn't know the plays or anything yet. And uh, three plays later, we ended up scoring and tying, tying it up. Mm -hmm. And some of the old heads on the team, you know, the older guys, they uh, pulled me to a side, and they were saying, Man, they asked that same question. They said, why did you come here? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I'm looking like, hey, I'm coming to change the offense. You know, oh, I'm, I'm a, I'm a open, you know, I'm a open this offense up. Mm -hmm. You know, the coaches said they want to open it up, you know, so I'm the guy, you right, know, to right. open it up. And, uh, they just laughed at me. Yeah. <laughs> so open it up, you mean, Instead oh. of running the, the option, y'all was going to go five wide type open up? You know, that wasn't my, you know, that wasn't, you know, I wasn't that naive to think yeah. that we was going to go five wide. But, um, you know, I did believe that he wanted to um, just incorporate more passing. Mm -hmm. I knew for, for one, um, I knew that. I knew that I could, you know, use my athletic ability to be right. um, to do well in yeah. this offense. But also, this question ties into the last question that you asked me about, you know, the the stigma. Yeah. Um, I think, you know, going back, looking back in high school, I think that I allowed um, the stigma to kind of uh, create a little fear mm -hmm. in uh, my decision making uh -huh. um, because. Yeah. I knew for certain that I was going to play quarterback at Georgia Tech. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of people won't understand, you know, how did you choose Georgia Tech? Because I knew for certain that I right. was going to play quarterback at Georgia Tech. Right. And that's all I wanted. Um, you know, that's all I wanted was an opportunity to mm -hmm. play quarterback, to be able to be under center. Right. And um, I couldn't say that about North Carolina. I mm -hmm. couldn't say that about um, um, other schools, Maryland, that was recruiting me. You know, I couldn't say that. So. For me, I knew for sure that I was going to play quarterback at Georgia Tech, and that's really, you know, my reasoning for going. I had a conversation with a friend of mine, um, actually sometime this week. Um, he was asking me, we were talking about the Florida State running back, Cam Akers, mm -hmm. and I was asking him, you know, what, what, made you, what made him think that Florida State was the best fit for him? Mm -hmm. And my, my, my friend of mine said it's because he probably rooted for them when he was a kid, so he mm -hmm. was like, all right, I'm going to go to this place that I always rooted for. Was yeah. that the case for you in, in, in Georgia Tech? No, actually, um, I wanted to go to Carolina. Okay. Um, that, Carolina was my number one choice, but again, um, you know, one, <laughs> one day the head coach called me out of school, mm -hmm. and um, he was like, hey, you should come over here, come over here, and, you know, I want to have a conversation right. with you. He said, hey, don't bring your parents, don't bring your coach, I just want to have a you know, conversation with you. With you. And, um, 
I just remember, I don't even remember the conversation, but the main thing I remember was we was looking outside of his, you know, nice office overlooking yeah. the field. And um, he started naming everybody on the roster who played quarterback in high school, but now play like safety, linebacker, uh, receiver, yeah, running back. Yeah. And he never said it, but I got it. And honestly, I was I was I was really hurt by that because I was on the verge of committing to Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was there. I mean, I was uh, uh, I'm 15 minutes up the road. Right. Um, so you know that was kind of where I saw myself mm-hmm. going my entire life. Um, so after that, I was kind of like, man, I really just want to know, am I going to be your quarterback? And if you say I'm your quarterback, then, hey, I'm, I'm probably going to you. Right. Georgia Tech was one of the first schools that said, hey, you're our quarterback. Mm, yeah. I got you. Yeah. It's similar to, um, I remember, Pat White. I, yeah. I went to school with um, two of his teammates. And that was his his thing too. Is West Virginia said you're gonna play quarterback, right. while other schools were saying you know we're gonna convert you to a receiver, right. or safety. Right. And so when you get that that um, that word, you kind of take people yep. at your word, and, and that's what you believe. Yeah. Let me ask you this: Did um did you receive any any pushback or any flack from leaving the state of North Carolina? Um, you know, not as much as you would think. Mm-hmm. Um, looking back now, I feel like there shouldn't be any reason that. Uh, top guy, the, yeah, the player so. of the, the state. Right. You know, I don't think there's any reason that you know you should um, not go to a Carolina mm-hmm. school or not. I'm not gonna put it on a recruit. I'm gonna put it on the coaches that they shouldn't be. You know, they should be recruiting you right. really hard. And um, you know, Duke definitely. I have so much respect for that program, Coach Cutcliffe. Um, you would have thought I, I was enrolled mm-hmm. in Duke. How how much I've been there. Yeah. You know. Um, you know, I'm from Durham. NC State recruited me well. Um, and um, Carolina, they kind of, like, messed their, their chances up right. when the head coach right. said that. So I will give props to Carolina, and I mean, um, NC State and Duke. Uh, but, man, I definitely would love to see the North Carolina talent definitely, like, see what we can do, yeah, you know. Yeah. I feel like we can match up against the Florida States, the Miamis. Absolutely. But we got to keep the talent in state. Right. So, at the sign-in with Virginia Tech in February 2011. Georgia Tech. Excuse me. Yeah. I said Virginia Tech. No, you're fine. Georgia Tech. Um, how, did you think, how did you think your career would, would turn out? After signing yeah. there? Um, you know, I, I had high expectations. I had um, high goals. I wanted to play early. Um, for me, I saw me opening up the offense. I felt like that. You know, my career um, would, I felt like it could be like a Heisman career, honestly. I felt like, you know, if we were able to do things in the run game, obviously Georgia Tech is always going to be dominant in the run game Mm -hmm. with that offense that they were running at the time. And then adding my component to be able to throw the ball, I felt like, um, you know, I felt like those were were two great weapons that Mm -hmm. would be hard to stop. Um, now, when I got there, the reality set in that, hey, after you go to practice a couple of times and throw the ball only like 10 times in three practices, you <laughs> kind of realize that, um, that you know, this is not exactly ideal mm-hmm. what I had in mind. So, um, yeah. <laughs> Knowing what you know about the recruiting process now, oh, yeah. would you have done anything differently? Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. Um, I recently um, I recently heard someone say, um, it was a speaker, he said, don't allow anyone to tell you that you're the only one for the job mm-hmm. or you're the perfect person for the job. Right. I would say that same thing to recruits today mm-hmm. um, because there probably is somebody else out there right. and there's probably is somebody else right. that can do it better than you. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't allow that pressure to be on you when you're choosing a school. Um, This is supposed to be a a blessing and Mm -hmm. uh, it's supposed to be, you know, a choice that you're, you make for the, for, you know, the best of your career, the the best for you. Mm -hmm. So um, for me, I would share that advice um, Mm -hmm. because at the end of the day, um, your mom and your dad is, and you know your fans are not going to be in a dorm room with right. you when you, at twelve o'clock at night when you're contemplating you know all mm-hmm. different types of stuff, you know when you're when you're under pressure and right. um, when you're at a place where you're not happy. Right. You know I I know what that's like, um, and you know it's it's not worth it. I mean you can easily make a decision while you have the opportunity to make a decision that's what's best for you. For me. 
Um, I allowed the pressure of I didn't go. I didn't take any visits. Mm -hmm. I only went to Georgia Tech, oh, okay. uh, which I wanted to personally go right. to all of my visits. But um, that pressure of coaches telling me, "Hey, if you go on a visit, yeah. then other people are going to go on a visit." Mm -hmm. You know, I allowed that to get in in, in the way, and um, you know, I I was. I did a lot of recruiting for my class. Mm -hmm. You know, I would hit people up on Facebook and use yeah. social media all the time. So um, now I was the leader. You know, I was deemed like the leader of the class. Yeah. Um, so I allowed that pressure. You know, I, I certainly can't think about anything else if 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 I'm recruiting these mm -hmm. guys. You know, um, but looking back, I would say make the best decision um, at the time that's that's best for you. Right. Here you are, a red shirt freshman. At Georgia Tech, what, what's your typical day like? Um, being a being a red shirt freshman. Yeah, um, so my red shirt year, my red shirt year was tough um, because one, I, I already asked to leave. Um, a lot of people don't know that, but oh, okay. I I knew um, one month in that this was not the offense for me, mm -hmm. and I seen you know the recruiting days are over. Yeah. You know where yeah. they pull out the red carpet. Right. You know I just knew that this wasn't it. and then I had confirmation from my older teammates mm -hmm. like hey it's never gonna change you know so I'm like all right you guys might be right, right. <laughs> um, so at that point I knew I wanted to leave um, I actually had to travel to every game because we didn't know uh, we had a starting quarterback, but I guess they weren't sure yeah. um, if you know it was going to pan out. So mm -hmm. they they pretty much told me, "Hey, you need to practice as if you're getting ready to play." Mm -hmm. um, so that was a struggle because I'm traveling. Although traveling to games is a blessing and it's right, a cool yeah. opportunity, um, when you're a red shirt, you're kind of like in your own head mm -hmm. and um, you don't fully grasp the team yet. And um, for me, I seen my teammates who I came in with, the red shirts, they got to stay back yeah. and they're, they're yeah. partying yeah. and right. they're going home. Right. You know, I'm like, man, I'm, I'm homesick a little bit. Like, I would love to go home while the team is gone, right. you know. So, um, you know, it was tough because I'm eating. I'm eating like, you know, I'm eating pregame and all the hotel food, the cookies and, yeah. and everything, which was great. Again, it's a blessing. But, man, I got fat that red shirt year. Mm. I mean, it was like I was just there eating. I right. knew I wasn't going to play. You know, nobody was calling on me. Um, but it was unique. It was unique. I'm, I'm thankful for the experience yeah. because who knows, I probably would have been in some mess if I would have not traveled with right. the team, you know. How is it with um, schoolwork at Georgia Tech? Oh, man. the schoolwork and she's still traveling. Yeah. Yeah, GT is tough. Um, Georgia Tech is tough. Um, academically and um, we had advisors who would um, make sure that you know we had our schedules laid out and they did a really good job they do a great job at Georgia Tech mm -hmm. um, with the academic advising so right. um, they helped out a lot so jump into your red shirt freshman year mm -hmm. you guys were started four and five you backed up Tevin Washington yeah. you came in against University of North Carolina yeah. and had pretty much the game of your life to that point right? yeah so after that game, did you think, all right, um, Coach Paul Johnson is going to hand me the keys? I, I deserve the, yeah. the the right to start. Yeah. Um, what was your mindset? Well, then? yeah. Uh, well, first of all, I kind of told you the backstory yeah. about the Carolina thing. Mm -hmm. So um, before that game, man, I was just in so much tears because I thought that, you know, my visions growing up was uh, – I was going to be there, but just right. in the other jersey. So um, the reality set in there, and I knew I just wanted to perform well. That was my first time being back in my hometown. And um, and he trusted me to put me in the game. And um, that was the first game that I played, you know, majority of right. the game. I didn't start, but I played three quarters of the game. And, um, and man, that was, a, that was a huge opportunity for, I think, through like two one touchdown, two mm -hmm. touchdown passes and um, ran for one. So it was – it was a unique um, experience to be in front of my family right. and friends, but to also, I, I was also out to prove to Carolina mm -hmm. that they made a mistake. Right. Um, now, if you look at, you know, my career at Georgia Tech, um, I threw the ball most and got in the shotgun most when I was in North Carolina. Mm. Which, you, you threw almost for 300 yards that game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, which was interesting um, because I feel like the coach kind of knew mm -hmm. everything that he promised me and my family. Right. And um, it's funny because even we came against, we, we played against Duke the next year and I threw four touchdown passes mm -hmm. um, that game. So, uh, you know, it's funny. I always 
he kind of mm-hmm. threw the ball a little bit more uh, when I was always when I was playing in my hometown. <laughs> How was it for the rest of that year? Um, you, you go from just lighting it up, right? yeah, and then having to go back to the the, the backup role. Yeah, yeah. So um, what we were doing, I was still young, and um, we were doing every two series. Um, you know, two series. Um, you know, I'll go in, and, and then he'll figure out who he yeah. want to kind of stick with. Um, for me, I just wanted to get my feet wet. Um, I felt comfortable out there. I mm-hmm. felt like um, things were going in the right direction. I right. felt like I had to do whatever I had to do to make plays, to mm-hmm. stay on the field. Uh, but to um, to Tevin, I mean, he did a he did. I mean, he was he was a leader. Yeah. He was a senior. He was um, the guy that you know that was well experienced. Mm-hmm. So I've learned I learned a ton from him just right. watching him. Um, so it wasn't it wasn't that bad um, because I knew I was gonna get a shot to go in the game. Right. It was just about what what are you gonna do with that opportunity? I remember at um, my senior year, this is after my knee surgery. I was not the same player. Yeah. Um, trying to rehab it and, and just rush back, but I remember they would rotate us mm-hmm. like every so often. And, and in my mind, I'm I'm hoping like man that the running back who gets the ball mm-hmm. don't break along with because he's gonna yeah, stay in the game. Absolutely. So, <laughs> but quarterback is is it a different mentality that you still root for who's ever in front of you or do you in the back of your mind you're like, man, no, I hope you throw a pick so, so I can get inserted back into the game. Well at um at Georgia Tech we kinda had a running back mentality, yeah, right? So exactly. it's probably just a yeah. little the same way that you was feeling. Um, but you certainly don't want to wish bad yeah, uh, on your teammates or anything absolutely. like that. But I think every every competitor right. um, has that, you know, you want to compete yeah. and you want to be the guy who right. has the ball in your hands. That's mm-hmm. why I think a lot of people play offense because right. we, we know that we believe in what we can do mm-hmm. when the ball is in our hands. So certainly I wanted to be the guy out there all the time with the ball in my hands. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm thankful for the times that I had to just sit back and watch because there were some times – it was crunch time. I'm like, man, man, this is tight. I don't know if I <laughs> right. can handle it. Right. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, we definitely, Tevin definitely held you down. 2013, man, um, your red shirt sophomore year. The mm-hmm. keys have yep. been handed to you, man. This is like the, the, the moment that you've been waiting for. Mm-hmm. Badly to starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. ACC. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, yep. that's, that's big time. Yes, sir. Um, talk to me about some of the, the highs and lows that you experienced yeah. that year. Um, yeah, man. Um, you know, certainly there were some highs, you know, uh, I talked about earlier going to, going to my hometown in Durham, North Carolina and throwing four touchdown passes and beating Duke. Um, and you know, um, um, going to a bowl game, having the opportunity to go to a bowl game, playing in the Tennessee Titans stadium. Um, you know, but there was also some lows, you yeah. know, I, I felt like that, you know, for me, I, I never really fully got settled in with that offense. Mm-hmm. Um, when I came in as a relief, my red shirt freshman year, mm-hmm. um, it was more shotgun. It was more, uh, you know, pass the ball on, you know, when, when I get in the game. Yeah. Um, it was just more opportunities for me to be able to see the whole field. Right. Well, now um, now you're the star quarterback. You know, you got to read that defensive end. You got to read that linebacker, um, that blitzing linebacker. You you kind of stay on the on the on the front surface of the defense mm-hmm. and don't really worry about much of the back end. Right. And um, that was challenging for me mm-hmm. um, because in high school I never ran the option. Um, Georgia Tech was my first time running the option. Yeah. I never even pitched the ball once in high school. Didn't know what I, didn't know what that was. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, man, it wasn't my skill set. Okay. Um, and you know I had to learn that, and I'm mm-hmm. I'm thankful that I you know although you know it was tough to leave and everything. I'm thankful that I was able to make a decision um, that was best for me. After the Music City Bowl. Um, you, you let it be known that you wanted to transfer. And mm-hmm. you were quoted as saying, um, I remember a lot of times going to my dorm room, being alone, and just really in tears because I felt so alone. So for younger kids who, who may watch this, can you take me through your, your state of mind? Yeah. I, I know as, as athletes, man, um, those thoughts when we feel kind of isolated yeah. and, and we feel like a, a moment of weakness, um, like we can't tell tell nobody no, how no. we really feel because no. one, I'm a big tough football player. Yeah, <laughs> and two, you're afraid that you know it's going to be misinterpreted. Yeah. that that people will not really understand you. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
you know, for me, man, I felt like, especially when you play the quarterback position, everybody's watching you. Right. Um, of course, I had big expectations. I think there was a lot of, um, just a lot of excitement with my commitment going to Georgia Tech, a lot of fan support and everything. And for me, man, some of that aloneness was me feeling like I've let people down. Um, and when an athlete feels that, it's, it's rough. It's because, rough. It, yeah. it, it's yeah. definitely rough because in your mind, you know who you are and what you're capable of mm-hmm. doing, but yet it's not showing really in everybody else's eyes right. or on the field. Um, so for me, man, that was really tough because I knew the type of you know player that I wanted to be, and I knew the type of player that you know that I was right. and that I am, you know. Um, but it just wasn't matching up, mm-hmm. you know, it just wasn't mixing. Mm-hmm. And something had to change, and I knew that. Right. Um, so, man, I spent half of my, my redshirt sophomore year knowing that I was, you know, going to leave, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and I wanted to make sure that um, I wasn't being a cancer to the right. team. Yeah. You know, that's one of the things that uh, – that's why I kind of felt like that because yeah. I was kind of holding everything in. Mm-hmm. You know, when I show up at practice and show up to the games – you know, you're going to hear me screaming, yelling, yeah. as if, you know, I'm all in, which I am all mm-hmm. in. Um, but, you know, when it's outside of that, I'm kind of like, man, I know that this is, you know, this right. is not where I am. But um, you definitely want to finish well, whatever you're doing. Right. Um, you you want to finish well. And for me, I wanted to finish well mm-hmm. at Georgia Tech. Um, you know, one of my biggest disappointments that year was um, not beating Georgia. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a rival. That's the rival. And uh, I wanted to really go. I knew I was leaving. Um, yeah. But I wanted to really go out on top with beating Georgia, which we were ahead the entire game. Mm-hmm. They ended up coming back. Um, but I consider that one of my best games. Right. Um, ended up throwing for like uh, two-something on, mm-hmm. on like a top ten defense, you know. Um, but, you know, I wanted to finish strong, um, you know. So, you know, my Georgia Tech career wasn't exactly what I would have painted it to be. Right. Uh, but it was a start for me to know, for one, you know, I, I often think about this. If I would have went straight to a, like a James Madison, mm-hmm. I would have always wondered, like, could I play yeah. on that level? Yeah. You yeah. know? Yeah. So for me, I never had to worry about that. I knew, I know I could play on right. that level. You know, so, you know, the whole James Madison thing, you know, the success there, you know, that's just who I am. Right. I'm just in a in an offense that complements my playing style. Right. Was there anyone that you talked to about um, some of those feelings of, of just being in that state of mind? Um, or was it really all just bottled yeah, up? Yeah, um, you know, I... You know, it's hard talking to your boys and your teammates. Yeah, yeah I get that. Um, because, one, everybody and their mama say they're going to transfer, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody talking about transferring, <laughs> right. you know. Um, but th- nobody's really for real. Yeah. Uh, but I, I will tell you that some of the – one of the best advices that I, I, I got was um, was a, um, um, a high school mentor from – he was from high school, and he used to coach us, and he's a businessman. Mm-hmm. And he told me, he said, Vad, you've been um, – making decisions based on everybody else yeah. your entire mm-hmm. career. He said, it's time for you to make a selfish decision for right. that. And I'm like, wait a minute, that don't, <laughs> you know, that doesn't sound biblical. That doesn't sound yeah. like, you know, that doesn't sound like the right thing to say. Right. But it was so real and mm-hmm. it was exactly what I needed to hear. Mm-hmm. He said, you need to make a selfish decision for that. Mm-hmm. And um, I that kind of freed me up. Yeah. That that freed me up so much to mm-hmm. the point where I was like, all right, I need to figure out what I want mm-hmm. and I need to move from there. Not not get emotional about what my parents want, right. um, you know, what what the fans want, what my coach want. I knew that, you know, I needed to make a definite decision um, that would be best for me. Mm-hmm. So you let your intentions be known to the world, man, that you were considering or that you made the decision to yeah. leave Georgia Tech. What was the the process like the recruiting process is it just like high school where yeah. a lot of people are, are hitting you up um how, how is that yeah it was it was recruiting all over yeah. again um maybe not as much you know um uh, because guys knew that they only had two years with me yeah. instead of a four-year right. investment um and if i would have went on the fbs level i would have had to sit out so i would only have one right. year to play mm-hmm. uh, which i considered that you know i had um, teams like Baylor and Ohio State and um, people like that that were interested, mm-hmm. um, but 
I knew that I need in order to you know fully develop. I need to be in the system for two years. Um, so I had a bunch of smaller schools calling, and for me that was humbling um, because you know you go from playing the ACC now to yeah. like having smaller schools yeah. call. Um, but it was I knew that I needed to be on that level so that I can have two years to play. Right. Um, one of the cool stories off that is Hampton University called me, mm -hmm. and um, I knew I, I knew I wasn't interested in Hampton. Yeah. And um, but one of my high school buddies. Um, he was committed to East Carolina um, coming out his senior year, but he didn't have the grades to go. So he ended up going to JUCO, getting his associate's degree, and it was a, it was a th I guess, three-year process mm -hmm. while I was at Georgia Tech. I mean, this guy haven't really played football for real in three years, but he was committed to East Carolina coming out. Right. And I told him, I said, hey, I'm not really interested, but I know a guy who may be interested. He was committed to ECU. You guys should take a look at him. <laughs> right. They pulled up his film, and they offered him a scholarship the next day. Oh, and that's wow. one of my good buddies. And um, now he went from not being able to – um, he went from not being able to qualify for mm -hmm. to get to you know his senior year out of high school to now having three degrees before he was 24 years old. Oh, wow. He got his master's degree and everything from Hampton. Oh wow! So that's encouragement to the high school guys. Yeah. You know, now things happen. You mm -hmm. know, um, sometimes they start clicking after right. you know. Um, but keep going. I yeah. mean, you may never know. Uh, you may get blessed. Um, but you got to put in the work. Right, if he never went to go get his associate's degree, then he wouldn't have never been able to be qualified Absolutely. to go to Hampton. So um, that was one of the cool stories. And, of course, James Madison um, ended up getting Coach Withers from Ohio State. Mm -hmm. And um, I was like, man, they told me that, that hey, we're going to be – we're going to do everything that Ohio State doing. We're going to run that offense. And right. we need a guy to be able to do that. And um, I felt like – you know, I was watching Braxton Miller and – um, you know, watching those guys play, and I knew that my skill set, you know, that would complement who I was as a player. Other than JMU, was it anyone close yeah. to getting your services? Yeah, uh, uh, Towson. Um, I actually went on a visit there mm -hmm. uh, because I didn't want to make the same mistake that yeah. I made at Georgia no, Tech. I so. I wanted to make sure that I took my official visits because you get is recruiting all over again. You get to take official mm -hmm. visits, and then Northern Iowa. Uh, but I remember uh, my going to the airport. My mom was taking me, and like ten minutes in the ride, I was like, "Ma, I ain't going to no Iowa. <laughs> right. What am I doing? <laughs> right. You know, I'm. I mean, I'm just going to waste their time. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm not about that. I don't want to waste your time. So that was actually a hard like conversation because they they purchased the ticket mm -hmm. and everything but um the coach was like man just come you, you like you you said you was gonna come just come but again uh, going back to that advice that i received said make a selfish decision for for vad and i knew that this was my last big decision when it came to mm -hmm. football and i wanted to be i wanted to make sure um, right. it was right right what were some of the things you had to adjust personally athletically academically with your transfer to JMU? Um, uh, academically, I lost a lot of credits um, coming from Georgia Tech, which was different. I had to change my major um, um, to public policy and administration. I really didn't know exactly what I was going to do with that. Um, but I was willing to do what I had to do right. um, because of JMU. Mm -hmm. And um, and then athletically, you know, uh, I had to – definitely let my teammates know that I'm not some big time right. college quarterback coming from the ACC you know I'm just one of them mm -hmm. and um, that was that was the main thing that I wanted to get across um, but certainly having to meet new teammates and um, play with new guys to learn new routes um, at Georgia Tech we didn't throw the ball like yeah, that so yeah. now my arm is tired you know um, so I, it was definitely an adjustment in, in, in that aspect and then you know, um, James Madison, you know, it, uh, Georgia Tech had some things that James Madison didn't have just because you are in the yeah. ACC. So, uh, you know, it was it was more humbling. You know, you got a smaller weight room. Right. You got, you know, different things that you just kind of maybe took a took um, for granted yeah, yeah, at Georgia yeah. Tech um, that you don't necessarily have now at um, JMU. Aside from football, um, what, what stood out to you about, about JMU? Yeah. Um, Man, I, well, first the beautiful mountains, the scenery yeah, of JMU. Yeah. Um, that's what stood out to me. And um, JMU is just a, a, a def, uh, it's a special special culture. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I, I spent my first three years 
at a college in a in a big city, Atlanta, Georgia. Um, you know, that was that was like, man, I'm in Atlanta. Right. You know, that's huge. Um, but I will say, at Georgia Tech, it didn't necessarily have that college vibe. It was almost like you were an adult, you know, and you had to survive. You know what I mean? You had to make you had to make sure you lock your doors. You got to make sure your car is good. You know, you got to make sure, you know, if you're walking down the street at night that, you know, and, and anything can happen anywhere. Yeah. I'm not saying it's just Atlanta, but um, what I am saying is it was James Madison is, is, is a closed, you know, college campus mm-hmm. where Georgia Tech, you're it right in the heart of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was different, uh, which I actually enjoyed more of being in like on a campus, right. you know, where I know, hey, you go to James Madison, mm-hmm. you know, I know yeah. that. You know, it wasn't anything strange going on. Um, but again, anything can happen anywhere. Um, certainly, James Madison have you know is is downs uh, as well, Harrisonburg community. But um, it was like that, getting that presence of this is JMU culture. Right. Question I've been dying to ask you, man. Um, I want to make sure I, I phrase it the right way. So you 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 played for Coach Withers. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, the players seem to, to gravitate towards him, mm-hmm. right? But the JMU community, man, oh. um, from the stories I heard, I never met Coach Withers personally, yeah. um, so I don't really know, you know, anything about him. Um, but they don't have the best things to say. No. Um, what What would you say to, to JMU Nation of, of just how they receive or, or what they think about Coach Withers? Because when the name is brought up, man, yeah. this is not the most pleasant <laughs> things to say. And, yeah. Yeah. Um, Coach Withers uh, was necessary for James Madison in a new transition mm-hmm. um, because he, what his vision is just so huge, mm-hmm. and uh, it was almost as if James Madison had to catch up to his vision. I got you. And for that, that allowed that that made people uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Um, and Coach Withers was all about making people uncomfortable. <laughs> okay. so you, uh, I don't know if it was a game with yeah. him or what, but mm-hmm. uh, he that was just a part of his leadership style, mm-hmm. and um, that wasn't received well. You gotta give me an example. <laughs> you gotta give me an example, man. If you got one, um, I mean, Coach Withers, he would, I mean. First of all, I mean his his the way he talk is is gonna throw you off. Okay. I mean, regardless from jump. I mean, he's yelling in the APC. The APC is all yeah, student yeah, athletes, yeah, right. but he would stand at the stairs and yell at everybody. You know, if you walking in just casually walking in, it was almost like the boogeyman or something. He <laughs> wants you to know that he see you and that you better get going. To any athlete or uh, just not, not to he wouldn't he wouldn't okay. say to any athlete but because we were always in there and because we're the biggest team yeah i mean you got people over on the other side trying to study but yet you can hear him just mm. yelling and um but he was that guy that you know had a big vision for the program yeah um he definitely was the cause of a lot of change. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like James Madison is one of the most um, swagged out schools there is. Uh, man, and, I, and I definitely feel like that, you know, Coach Withers brought that right. in. Um, and, you know, our locker room is like, it's oh, my, oh yeah, my God. Um, yeah, our locker room is like top, one of the top in the nation, mm-hmm. for real. And um, Coach Withers is the one who kind of yeah. did all that. So he was tough. He definitely was tough to play for. Um, he wanted everybody to kind of be uncomfortable. But man, I tell you, uh, Coach Withers was one of the most uh, uh, the most crybabies I ever I ever been a part been around. Yeah. I've never seen a coach that I mean, literally, he'll go to back for you um, and on game every game that you can count on him. Tearing up, you know, right before, and this is before the game, you yeah. know, you can count on, like, here you go, you about to start crying, you know. <laughs> um, but for a player, um, that made me understand that he really cared about us yeah. and that he loved this game, mm-hmm. you know, he loved the opportunities that it can provide for us. Right. Um, so, um, Coach Withers, were, he, I mean, he's the reason why I came to James Madison. Yeah. You know, sometimes it is, it is a little weird and uncomfortable because people, um, you know, kind of branch me and Coach Withers together since yeah. we were both there for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I, you know, I feel like he uh, was a cause of a lot of positive change that happened I, in the James Madison community. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Let's, let's go to your junior year, man, here at, at, in Harrisonburg, Virginia, man. Um, 
I saw you get more comfortable as the season progressed yeah. your junior year. What's the biggest difference between your junior year in Harrisonburg at JMU mm-hmm. compared to your sophomore year at Georgia Tech? Um, well, I went from throwing the ball nine times a game to 37. Right. Um, so that was a huge difference. Um, you know, I would say a lot of my – the beginning of my career, um, you know, I try to take positives in everywhere. Mm-hmm. The beginning of my career, I really learned the foundations of run game. Mm-hmm. Um, I learned what a three technique was, what, you know, I learned, you know, twist, you know, um, you know, three-two exchange, all yeah. of those – different things that you kind of learn as a running back, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I was able to learn that mm-hmm. um, at Georgia Tech. Mm-hmm. Um, now it was time that my eyes now can read the safety, you know, the safety come down, you know, work away or um, seeing the leverage of the cornerback, you know, that's stuff that is not taught at, you know, in a triple option right. scheme and you don't even have to worry about that. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, that was a huge um, difference. I mean, I went from my eyes being on defense alignment to my eyes now being up to safeties and um, blitzing defenders, you know. So um, just receiving some of those indicators were different for me. And um, certainly I got more comfortable as as time went. But Mm -hmm. early on, it was a struggle. It was definitely a struggle to even to to complete a pass almost. After your junior year, man, you captured the Bill Dudley Award for the best college player in Virginia. Um, it was All-American and finished fourth with the Walton Payton Award. Um, every person on campus, on JMU campus, now knows who you <laughs> are. I mean, what what was what was that like? The um, the the big man on campus, the the celebrity. Granted, it's a smaller school. Yeah. Um, how were you able to to stay? Even kill and, and humble through it all. Yeah, um, I think one Coach Withers. Um, didn't play favoritism, awesome. so uh, he would yell at me just like mm-hmm. he would yell at anybody. Yeah. So I had to always make sure that I was on my game. Mm-hmm. And Coach Withers took academics very, 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 very seriously. I never seen a coach that was so involved in academics as oh, wow. he was. Right. Um, he will call you out in front of a team if you flunk a test or mm-hmm. if um, if you're failing a class or mm-hmm. whatever. He will call you out. And um, she get more credit for that. Yeah, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And he would not only will he call you out, but he would call out your position coach to get oh, wow. to make yeah. sure that, like, he's taking accountability for your actions, um, I like that. which forced the player. You know, you have such a strong relationship with your position coach. Mm-hmm. You don't want to let your position coach down or you don't want him to get fired or, yeah, you know, you just yeah. kind of think like, man, dang, he's yelling at um, he knows that you flunked the test or like yeah oh yeah. they had an academic three I think they said it was like four hours four hour academic meeting every week with the ac- academic oh, wow. advisors okay. and they go over everybody on the roster every week um, that's what they did mm-hmm. and um, that was huge I, I didn't huge. I didn't you know at a lot of schools you don't have that mm-hmm. just your academic advisors right. take care of it but no coach Withers was making sure that he was involved in that and um, so I had to make sure I still, you know, yeah. go to class and uh, get good grades. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a good community of brothers uh, that keep you humble. And, uh, um, you know, I had the braces going. So, uh, you know, they're, they're joking, stuff like that. So, uh, man, you know, I was I was just soaking it in as, um, you know, this is my last opportunity to um, be able to make an impact in football you never know what's going to happen after that so um i I thought i you know i handled it well yeah before your senior year what were some of the individual goals you had for the season yeah um for me i wanted to take james madison to a national championship Um, and that was my goal um you know I would be lying if I didn't say that, you know, I've seen what Carson Wentz and North Dakota State was doing on that side. And for me, I had one goal, to play North Dakota State in the state, uh, not in the state, in the, um, in the national championship game. Um, one, because, you know, going back to our earlier conversation, just being that African-American quarterback, yeah. you know, I wanted to be on a uh, on that big stage where, you know, show people that, you know, I can lead my team right. to a national championship. And then, two, because I knew how good Carson Wentz was and how good he would be, and yeah. he had a lot of hype. He was like the number one guy. I was the number two guy. Right. Um, so, you know, I – I wanted to, you know, I wanted that kind of Cinderella story type deal. Um, so for me, I didn't really have, I think I remember even saying, I don't, this is my first time, I don't have individual goals. Yeah. I think that was my first year. I was like, you know, 
that doesn't mean anything mm -hmm. to me. Um, this is my last time playing college football. Of course, I'm gonna play well. Of course, I'm gonna give it my all. Of course, I'm gonna have good games because I'm prepared and ready for this moment. Mm -hmm. um, so that was almost kind of like an expectation. Now that wasn't like something I had to pump myself up. Oh, I need to throw 200 this game. I need to throw 300. Right. Uh, for me, it was like I need to put my team in a position that we can win every game. I, I had that state championship from high school feeling all over again. Like, oh, wow. yeah. this is our year to go undefeated and win a national championship. The greatest feeling as an athlete, man, is is when you're in the heat, heat of battle, man, heat of com competition, and you're in that zone. Right? Mm -hmm. Like, no matter what play the coach call, you yeah. can execute it to the to Absolutely. fullest ability, man. Um, you're making guys miss. Mm -hmm. It's like it's like oh, you remember Mario? When yeah. 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 Everybody's bouncing off you. Man, I remember watching this game online. Uh -huh. Oh, was it on ESPN? I can't remember. But against SMU, mm -hmm. the first player, man, to to throw for two over two seventy five and rush for two seventy five. The first player in NCAA history. Yeah. What? Now, like, what was that crazy. feeling like, bro? Like, yeah. That's crazy even when I even just talk about it. Yeah. Like you were literally in a zone like no one has ever seen. Yeah. Um, well, one, you don't really realize, you know, the stats while you're playing. Yeah. You don't like, – I had no idea mm -hmm. that – First of all, that has never been done before. Right. I'm like, man, that's cool afterwards, yeah. Yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's it's not something that um, I'm, you know, wanted, you know, I made plans mm -hmm. to do. You right. know what I mean? I will tell you my mindset going into that SMU game. Um, I remember it like it was yesterday. I, I didn't share this with anybody else, but my personal mindset was, uh, this is my last opportunity to play on this level. Mm -hmm. I, I've been a part of the FBS level before, so I know what the competition like, and yeah. I, I, you know, I know what it's like. So for me, it wasn't like, oh, we get to play SMU. Mm -hmm. um, that was a game that I circled on my personal calendar, um, you know, in the springtime right. because I knew that that was my last opportunity to show people what I can do on that level, mm -hmm. and. Um, and you know we just took advantage of yeah, it. We man. played really well yeah. as a team. Um, we played. We you know we finished all the way to the end. There was never any doubt that we wouldn't win that game. Mm. College game day. Yes, sir. Man, I went to college game day. Oh, did it you? It was electric, bro. Like, yeah. I, I just would never forget the feeling. I was kind of envious, man. That <laughs> I didn't get to experience yeah. this. Yeah. Um, and you were a big reason why college game day decided to come to Harrisonburg. Like, yeah. Man, it, the campus. Yeah, it was. It was, it was booming. Yeah. What was that week like? You knew college game day is coming. Oh, Harrisonburg, man. Virginia. Your friends, family, yeah. everybody probably hitting you up. Interview requests. Yeah. It was. It was crazy. Um, that whole week was just electric. Um, for me, I thought that 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 was the visions that I had for Georgia Tech. Mm. Um, I never would have thought that. You know, I would go to a smaller school and f yeah. to experience something so big as that. Right. You know, um, that was a really, really cool um, feeling. And it, it was a great week. I mean, classes was great. The professors seemed a little more yeah. uh, lenient and nice. And um, the students every day was just like hype. And college game, they started rolling in, I think, like on Wednesday or mm -hmm. something. So, um, you know, you see the bus come rolling in and you're like, man, this is this is yeah. really cool. Um, and we did something that I don't think any other team has ever done before. We actually went on set on game day. Yeah. That, I mean, yeah. Coach Withers, he's, he's just – He's got to play the crowd. He's, he's, like, he's, like, he's like a big-time guy. So, yeah. we I don't think any other team has ever did that. Um, we probably set a record right there. Um, I'm pretty sure that didn't uh, make Richmond happy. <laughs> but – you know, it was a cool – Coach Withers allowed us to enjoy the moment. Mm -hmm. um, we didn't think that – you know, you never know when James Ma – I mean, when college game day is going to come yeah. back to James Madison. Right. So, um, for us, we really enjoyed the moment. He even surprised us with new help, white helmets. Um, so, that was really cool. Um, it, was, it was fun. We ended up going on Friday night to go address the fans and the crowd, um, and it was packed. Um, on Friday night, and I think Desmond Howard even said that this was the greatest yeah. um, scene that they it's have ever that. hosted. Yeah. Um, James Madison, so it just showed. It just tells you about James Madison. Um, so if there's any recruit out there um, that's looking at Jim, you, you definitely <laughs> right. want to consider. Absolutely, that that same game, man. Um, 
You hurt your foot. And mm-hmm. I, I knew before the game, I said, um, Badley's going to win the Walter Payton Award. <laughs> Man, it was, it, was, it was already written. Um, and and to, to see your career abruptly end yeah. that way. I felt for you, bro. Yeah. I didn't even know you <laughs> at the time, man. But yeah. I, I felt for. I think the whole JMU Nation felt for you. Yeah. Um, what was that like, knowing that man? Like, man, I just pretty much my career just is over. <coughs> yeah, um, man, that was tough. Um, I've never really, um, I never really been injured before. Yeah. Um, so for me. The first thing that I thought was like a sprained ankle. I'm I'm gonna okay. finish this game. Yeah. I ended up staying in like four plays. I threw like a bomb on one foot. It was like 37 yards, and it was in the air forever. Uh, it was in the air forever that the DB actually misjudged it because he like, dang, when is this ball gonna come down? And it landed in my receiver's hands. Um, but for me, man, that was the first time that I saw, you know, walking off that field. You know, I could just I, I remember taking a look back. And um, even before I got off the field, I knew that if I came to the sideline, that it was a potential that it, was, it would be over forever. Mm. So in my mind, I was in the zone and I was staying out on the field. Yeah. Um, and, that, and I wasn't going to come out. And the only reason I, I came out is because it came to down to a fourth and three and Coach Withers called a timeout so that we can get our play together. And of course, I got to come to the sideline. And I almost stayed in the middle of the field because I knew that I knew it was bad. Um, But I was just like, I know if I go to that sideline, that is a chance that it's potentially over. Um, So, you know, walking in the locker room, you know, um, you know, that was my first time really seeing, you know, the game differently or seeing life differently it it, it just like flash and i I don't even think i i could i could see the game i could see people moving but it was like just i was out of it you know Mm. um you know for me you know i tell this story all the time that you know that was my first time you know i that i realized that life goes on with or without you and yeah i was a superstar quarterback but the game still got to be played life still got to go on um so you know i seen my coaches kept coaching i seen my my teammates kept playing you know the fans kept cheering and you know for me it was like everything was kind of uh, coming to an end so uh, that was that was a tough reality uh, but that's the game of football and you know yeah. something that i had to be able to deal with what was your what was your mental health at um when you did realize all right man i'm i'm, I'm done yeah um, I'm not coming back this year and, and my college career is it's really over. Yeah, for me, I had a strong support system. Yeah. Um, I was involved with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Uh, you know, I was seen as a leader in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I was involved in a lot of stuff. Um, but I will say busyness can sometimes um, not be the greatest thing right yeah. after something so tragic mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, I just kind of made myself busy mm-hmm. and um it was tough but i was still um hopeful um for the best for james madison my teammates that we we would still have a successful season yeah. actually coach withers um asked me to start doing the lead chapel um the next game mm-hmm. uh, which was a cool opportunity because i don't think i ever had a conversation with him this is something that i always kind of wanted to do mm-hmm. but i don't know if he knew that or not and uh, but he allowed me to do that and uh, i thought that was pretty divine by god uh, to now my new role actually i'm writing a book called purpose over position and um make sure i get my son yeah absolutely purpose over position was birthed from this Mm -hmm. because my while my position my starting quarterback position was taken away my purpose still remained the same you know i was a team captain i was a leader of the team you know it would be a bad look if i wouldn't show up at practice you know just because i'm injured you know um it would be a bad look if i didn't show up for games and cheer my teammates Mm -hmm. on you know because my purpose was way bigger than my position so um you know that's kind of where that was birthed from and i i had to live it at that time yeah man interesting that you brought that up because when i when i um had my knee injury um i was like man get this yeah absolutely i ain't going to i change. had those same thoughts i, I was having that, that pity party yeah i, I could have definitely read your book or had some mentorship during during that tough time um 
lastly, man, um, the next year, JMU wins a national championship. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, it, is it a bittersweet? Of course you're happy yeah. Yeah. Um, to see all your former teammates Absolutely. take it that far. Absolutely. But at the same time, you're like, man, I, I wish I was a part of yeah. it. But it's, it's part of the, the foundation that you laid, too. Yeah. Um, what, what, what was that like, seeing seeing them host a tro- the trophy up in the Raptors? Like yeah. Um, I, remember, I, I remember being in Atlanta, Georgia with my wife. And uh, we went to a watch party when they played North Dakota State the week mm-hmm. before. And they went to the Dome and beat North Dakota mm-hmm. State. They had an amazing game. Brian Short, I mean, he killed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, everybody did just great. And uh, I went to a watch party. And at this point, I'm no longer Vadley, the athlete, the mm-hmm. quarterback, the superstar. I'm just a, a fan and a, um, a former athlete, you know, an alumni, just like all the other people that was at the watch party. And um, I remember that night, man. Um, I broke down and that was the first time that I I think that was you know obviously when the the night that I got hurt you know I was in tears and you know it definitely hurt you know I was in pain um, but that night of the watch party after North Dakota State was totally different uh, it was a it was all of my emotions for the last year mm. uh, just kind of just you know grabbed me and I remember laying on my wife's lap and she had to, you know, console me and everything. And I just remember feeling like, man, that was the first time. And I never I never tried to question, but that was the first time I was like, man, why? Why yeah. me? You yeah, know, yeah. Um, you know, I try to do things right. I tried to be a positive, right. you know, uh, leader in the community. Mm-hmm. You know, I just, you know, I tried to do things right. I wasn't perfect by any sense. Um, but I'm like, man, you know, yeah, I thought right. that we would be the team or, you know, that, you know, I would be able to lead my team to mm-hmm. a championship my senior year. And the fact that we were undefeated, things were going well, uh, you know, we were heading in the right yeah. direction. Um, and to end an injury, it was kind of like, man, you know, what could have it been? Mm-hmm. What, what you know, I wonder what the story would have been. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was certainly bittersweet. Um, but, I mean, I wouldn't take anything away from um, yeah. um, those guys in the national championship, um, James, James Madison. Um, in fact, you know, I knew that I was so emotional that I couldn't be involved. Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't – I think I came to one game maybe, and um, that was just weird for me. It was yeah. like one, the one question that everybody kept asking was, what are you doing now? <laughs> and I'm like, man, I really didn't have a strong answer for him because I'm trying to figure out life. This right. is a year after, you know, and I'm not really proud of where I was because, you know, I, I pictured something different. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's like, what are you doing now? What are you doing now? So I was so emotional that I really couldn't be involved. But I will um, say that my my coach, Coach Powell, he was the offensive line coach at James Madison for that national championship team and my um, coach as well. Mm-hmm. Um he had called me and said, hey, are you coming to the game? To the, and, I, and I said, no, I really don't have any money to go. Yeah. And um, I really didn't want to go either. Yeah. But I, he was like, uh, I told him, I said, no, I'm not going. I, you know, I don't have money and things like that. And he was like, he was like, that. He said, you're, you're coming to the game. Mm-hmm. And um, he was like, you know, order your ticket right now. Mm. And he's like, I, it's on me, <laughs> you know. And that was, you know, Coach Powell is somebody that I view who I've seen as a family man, as a coach, as a mentor, mm-hmm. who I strive to be like. Um, so I ended up going to the game um, because of Coach oh, yeah, Powell. Okay. And it's funny, I had um, somebody else say, hey, I got an extra ticket. You know, you can come to, to, you know, get my ticket. We can sit together. And I was like, cool. All right. Now, so now I have a ticket. And he's like, somebody else like, hey, you can stay with us tonight, you know, whatever. So I literally went not on my own will. It was almost as if God was orchestrating it. Mm-hmm. Uh, because even in the pregame, they, um, the pep rally, the, the I guess uh, they were looking for Jeff Bourne, the, the AD. Mm-hmm. He was nowhere to be found. And somebody spotted me in the crowd on stage, and they were like, hey, that's bad. Get him up here. Oh, wow. Okay. So I had to fill in for Jeff Bourne. <laughs> right. And I had no intentions to be, you know, to be at the pep rally yeah. or anything. I didn't even know the pep rally was going on. 
And um, so I was able to fill in for Jeff Bourne and um, I was sitting in my regular seat and then, you know, um, somebody in the, uh, in the president's box saw me um, and they was like, hey, come up here. So now yeah. I'm in the president's box and they have food, yeah. you know, all you can eat. And so now I'm eating in the president's box and then next thing you know, the fourth quarter roll around, I get a call from one of the, um, one of the SID guys or whatever. And um, he called me, he's on the sideline. The clock is, is like less than three minutes. And he's like, hey, uh, I got an extra pass. Come down here for the last uh, minute. Oh, wow. So I went from not going at all yeah. to now being able to go, to having a ticket, having somewhere to stay, uh, to pumping up the fans mm -hmm. of JMU at a pep rally, uh, to eating in the president's box, right. to then going down on the field to uh, you know celebrate the accomplishment of James Madison. So purpose over position, yeah. right? You know, uh, definitely it was a cool opportunity to be a part of it. Last question, man. I always like to ask this question. What would the, the Valley who's sitting here right now tell the 18 to 21-year-old Valley? Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, I would definitely say every decision that you make right now is going to stick with mm -hmm. you. You know what I mean? Um, your decisions right now matters, and they are important. Every moment is important. So uh, choose wisely. Mm -hmm. uh, be wise and who you hang out with, be right. wise in um, where you go, be wise in um, how you act, and um, you know, just be wise in every decision that you make because it has the ability to um, change your entire life for the Absolutely. good or the better. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I appreciate you, man. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank, Thank you. you.